as, as a CEO of a business, you know, you, you sort of reach the point where you're, you're managing relationships and building the business. Welcome to BizBuild Podcast, presented to you by the good folks here at Diamondback Tool Company. I'm the host of the show, Damani, head of sales and media for Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow me at Diamondback underscore Damani, that's D-A-M-A-N-I on Instagram. I'm here, as I will be on every episode, with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow him on Instagram at diamondback.toolbelts. The purpose of BizBuild is to provide listeners an inside track on what it takes to build a business. It is our hope that you can learn from our successes and pitfalls and siphon knowledge from our various expertise so that you can get an edge in the business of building something great. Your plan moving forward, Mm -hmm. how much I'm going to charge, what I'm specializing in, um, things seem to be on solid ground. Mm -hmm. Now, I've I've got to get the word out there, and I don't just want to hang a shingle. You know, I just want to put some signs up. Or maybe I do want to put some signs up that say, hey, now Diamondback Damani is in business. Right. I do toilets. <laughs> is, is, that, is that the route I'm going? So marketing is a whole science. Um, you know, the, there are different ways to, to find work. Um, you, know, you can go with putting ads in the phone book or ads on the street corners or whatever. You got to think of that as very scattershot. Somebody might see it. Somebody might, you know, lots of people see it. How many people actually need your services in those locations? So there's a whole science in marketing of sort of the scattershot of I'll just tell everybody in the world and maybe it's pretty inexpensive and maybe enough people will see it. I get something versus a different opinion, which is I need to find this exact person. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, it's probably best to use a combination of both of those. Um you know, when I started out practicing law, I got into a couple referral networks um, that would send you work. And, you know, it generally wasn't very good work, but it was work. Right. Um, it keeps you going when you're starting keeps out. keeps you going when you're starting out. Um, and then as you develop your your practice, your company, you get to sort of – you get to really focus in on the things that you do well. And then again, it's this whole, a lot of it's networking. You talk to somebody and you just, in conversation, it comes up. One of the things that I think works best in all industries, though, um, so, you know, let's take it from being a lawyer. Um, I did a lot of criminal defense work. Well, my best referral was not going to be the buddy that I went to court with in criminal defense work. Because if he's got a good case, he wants to keep it. The only thing he's going to give me is the crap. Your best referral is other criminals? Those are can be very good. Well, dude, I got pulled over with weed, and this guy, Connor, got me off. Though, yes. So taking that to the construction realm, former clients are a fantastic <laughs> resource. If you do a good job for them, they will tell their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, in the criminal defense world, as long as they have money and their friends have money, that's okay. You know, there there are different levels of sophistication amongst criminals. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah, and it was also really bad that I assumed that all your clients were guilty. <laughs> Other criminals. That's not very American. There are there are ranges of guilt. Um, but the 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 point that you're making about client referrals, that's mm-hmm. a great one. The other great referral source you're gonna get in the law of practice was 
lawyers doing other things. In the trades, it's trades people doing other things. If I'm an electrician, my buddy's an electrician, he's only going to give me the work that either he doesn't want to do or it's not really his thing or whatever. That's not a good referral source. What I want is the plumber. Because when Damani the plumber goes into somebody's house and he's fixing somebody's toilet and the homeowner says, wow, I got this light switch that's buggy. Do you do that too? Mm-hmm. No, but I got a buddy who does. Mm-hmm. That's where you want to build your network. It's going to be customer driven and it's going to be people go out. If you're an electrician, go out and find a really good plumber to hang out with. Go out and find a really good painter to hang out with. The other trades people who are going to be able to they're going to be in people's houses. They're going to be working with people. And if they can't do the work, they're, they're going to look. It's going to make them better. It's going to make you better because likewise, when that person you go in to fix the light switch, then they're going to say, wow, and yeah, I need this painting done. Do you do that? You're going to say, no, I don't, but I know a, a great guy who does. That way, when that homeowner then down the road, mm-hmm. man, I had electrician yeah i had this great guy not only did he fix my light switch he hooked me up with a great painter and he hooked me up with he's a great guy call him right right it makes you look more professional that you have this network to the customer it also makes you know it also helps you because all of you so get that network so you're sort of yeah you're co-signed by the other people around you within the field and that just strengthens your integrity and make sure that they're as good as you are you do not want to be in the network with the guy who Ain't carrying his way. I feel like a mistake that uh, new business owners oftentimes make early on um, when they're first getting new work, and it might not be the ideal work that they really want, mm-hmm. is that they don't do it to the best of their capability. Right. Because it's I don't really want to be doing this. Right. You know, I do I do trim work. I'm not trying to do this drywall scenario or whatever. I think that can really truly hurt you long term. Sure. And, and it's always been my it's always been my belief, and this is speaking that like whatever you do, you do it to the best of your ability, regardless of, right? Because you never know. And, and you know that goes back to what we talked about earlier about trying to learn new things and getting out of your specialty. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to punt. Mm-hmm. If you're doing, if you're trying to do that new thing, mm-hmm. and you're just not into it, you're not motivated by it, you don't think you're doing a good job. Call your buddy. Hey, man, I was trying to figure this thing out. I just can't get it, man. Can you come over here and help me out? Yeah, you're going to have to pay your buddy to do it, but it's going to save your reputation. This is a a great thing. I was just reading in an executive book the other day about reputational debt and and, uh, different types of debt. We all think of debt as what I owe people money-wise. Well, sort of a reputational debt is you just ran up a reputational debt by doing a poor job on something. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost you to get out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's you have either to do gonna, this much more good work in order to fix that bad reputation. Or find somebody who can come fix it for you and just pay them in money. Oh, I see. And the, uh, either way, you got to pay that debt. Right, right. Uh, and, and the quickest way, it might be painful, mm-hmm. is to call your buddy. Hmm. So we talked a little bit about earlier about mm-hmm. understanding the levels of cost mm-hmm. so that you know when to... Um, know what to charge a customer mm-hmm. now when you're small time obviously we know that when you go to like a walmart uh the they have the best prices because right. they're able to bring in the most stuff mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then you go to your mom and pop store maybe the price is a little bit higher but it's because they can't bring in the uh, the quantity of of, of items mm-hmm. 
when I'm starting out as a small business, I'm obviously not going to be able to get supplies at the same sort of cost the larger businesses are doing because I'm doing things at a smaller rate. Um, how do I navigate that in order to keep myself competitive and and where am I going to get the other ways to get supplies at a lower cost or you know there are always ways you can try mm-hmm. um, you know, here at Diamondback we've definitely gone through that you know when we started Diamondback and we were making you know it's like hey we need to make 20 pouches a week or 20 pouches a month you know we mm-hmm. were just getting started out our cost of materials was a big chunk mm-hmm. as we have gotten bigger we can buy larger amounts of materials. It helps us get our costs down, which then we can use that money to invest in more marketing to, so that we can get more products into the market. We can invest in custom, in, in product development. Um, <clears throat> you can invest in your employees. If I had any good ones, I would. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Starting out, you have to accept you're not going to get the best pricing on materials. Um, you don't want to cut corners by getting lesser materials unless, you know, if that's the market you're going into. Because right. that's my first thought is that, okay, I can't get these top-notch materials at a lower cost. I might just. Right. And, you know, there's there's a difference. You know, look at tools, for instance, um, or tool belts. Um, you can do the work with a lesser tool. You can do the work with a lesser product. It's going to take a lot more time. Mm. So you're paying either way. Right. You're either paying, okay, I can't afford, you know, the, the top quality tool, whatever it may be. Right. I can do it with this lesser tool, but it's going to take me forever. What you need to sort of be thinking in your head is, is it worth it for me to go out and buy that track saw versus using this circular saw? It's going to cost me an extra 200 bucks. Am I going to be able to do, if I'm charging out at $40 an hour, how many hours do I need to think about? Um, is, do I, will I need to save mm-hmm. to make this product worth it for me? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then there's a whole other strategy after that, especially with, with tools is, do I need to buy that? Or, you know, I can run down to the rental shop and get that. Mm-hmm. So think about how much time you're losing by using a lesser product or a lesser tool. You know, they're, they're, I don't want to buy the pre-finished cabinets. I'm going to just buy the regular ones. <laughs> Somebody's got to finish them. Right, right, right. And, and it might be you. Mm-hmm. Are you capable? Are you qualified to do that? Are you going to need to buy a paint sprayer so that you do as good a job as the factory pre-finished ones? Mm-hmm. Your labor is not free. Your time is not free. It is your most valuable asset. So when you're trying to think, okay, where can I cut corners on material and tooling costs, that's going to come out of your time. And if you have all the time in the world to give and you don't mind making that investment, fine. On the other hand, you're thinking, wow, if I'm sitting there pre-finishing all those cabinets, what happens if another job comes along and I miss it? Well, it's almost like like, uh, in the restaurant world, turning tables, right? So... I'm waiting table. Hey, that guy is getting the one hamburger with three people. He's out of the door. Get him his bill as quick as you get can. Him his bill. Yeah, you want to get the person. You want to get the get the family off the table so that another family can come in and order more food. And the the worst thing. And hopefully they're heavy happen. drinkers. Right, right, right. <laughs> the worst thing is you know the 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 five the five top that comes in and stays for six hours and only orders one appetizer. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be the business equivalent of the five top that orders one appetizer where you're doing this one job for so long Mm 
that you're losing opportunities to get other jobs. Exactly. Exactly. Turn the work. Now, back to that comment you made about uh, finding good employees. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> you're tuned in to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm Damani. And I'm Connor Crook. Yeah, so obviously having good employees is tantamount, paramount to having a good, successful business. Starting out, it might be pretty difficult. Right. Um, I've heard a couple of schools of thought out there. As a matter of fact, I was watching something that uh, uh, a friend of Diamondback, Matt Bangswood, out in California had put up mm-hmm. on, on Instagram where he was talking about how to choose employees. And his particular philosophy is you find uh, people who may be less skilled but are hungry. Mm-hmm. And you bring them up in your system. Mm -hmm. And so that they are indoctrinated in how you do things, they become trained, and so they are more invested in your company and the way you do things, and that's how you create a better employment base. Mm -hmm. There's another um, school of thought that you find more qualified people Mm -hmm. who could get a job just about anywhere, but then you know, you're the alternative that they particularly particularly choose. The downside of that might possibly be they could just leave you. Right. Um, do you have any, I don't know, thoughts on the best way to choose employees and then how to retain employees? Well, you know, the, I'll give you the lawyer answer. It depends. Um, <clears throat> if you have the time, again, the time, to train an employee, yes, you're going to. If you find that hungry person who just wants to get in there and work, and they're willing to, they're willing to suffer through learning. You're willing to suffer through learning, and you can bring them up in your method of work. Great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, man, I need this. I need. I just got this huge contract. I don't have time to train somebody on, on how to do it. I need to find the guy who already knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Or as your business grows, as your business grows, you're going to spend less and less time in the field. Mm -hmm. When I bought Diamondback, I spent my days packing boxes, driving the boxes down to the post office, and and doing everything. Mm -hmm. I don't touch a box anymore. I don't touch a product. You you hire people to do that so that you can focus on running the business. Um, And so there may come a time when you have removed yourself from the day-to-day driving nails, whatever uh, of your business and you're going to need to hire somebody who is just as good or better than you mm-hmm. to then train that that new guy mm-hmm. um, so it, it depends where you are in the life cycle of your business um, it also may be that you know you're a really good framer and uh, you're hired to do a job and somebody comes and says hey we can you can you do a job that's a little bit outside of your expertise then you might say well maybe I can go hire somebody who knows how to do something I don't even know how to do. Mm-hmm. And that and in that situation, I don't hire somebody who I have to train because I don't know how to train them. I don't know what they're doing. i got to go hire the guy who already right. knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really depends on what you're looking for, where you are in the life cycle of your business as to whether or not you're looking for somebody to do a part of the work that you're already doing that you can train them on, or if you're looking for somebody to do something different within the organization, or if you're looking for a lead guy or gal who's going to basically take over the day-to-day Blocking and tackling, as a friend of mine would say, while you go and focus more on running the business. Because 
main thing you have to learn about when you start a business. This is this is you know where, where we probably should have started is when you start a business as a tradesperson, as a professional, whatever it is that you're doing, long term, the goal is for you not to be doing that. Hmm. The goal is for you to build a business so that what you're building, you're not building houses anymore. You're not building apartment buildings. You're, you're building a business. You're the overseer. It's more than that. Mm-hmm. You might have overseers. You're building a business. An overseer is managing the a, people. Yeah. The people. Yeah. You've got yeah. to manage not just the people working for you. You've got to manage the lawyer and the accountant and the other consultants that you have all working for you. As you get bigger, you might have a marketing person doing that marketing for you. Right. And, you know, as, as a CEO of a business, you know, you, you sort of reach the point where, you're you're managing relationships and building the business. You're not actually doing the the blocking and tackling the day to day work. So, how you're going to hire somebody? If you if they're if you're if there's somebody you can train mm-hmm. and you got the time to do it, yeah. hire that guy. Right. If if it's somebody doing something that you don't necessarily know how to do, or if it's someone who's replacing you, mm-hmm. hire somebody who's as good or better than you. Well, we did start this uh, podcast. Started talking about <clears throat> branching away from. Working for a company, right? Now we're talking about hiring people and and uh, training them and getting them uh, and making them more valuable, right? The first thing that popped into my mind is now I have the fear that they're going to leave me, <laughs> right? And they're going to branch, right, 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 right. You, you know, um, once you you want to be a good business owner, mm-hmm. you want to have quality people. Mm-hmm. How do you keep quality people and keep them from wanting to do what you did to start your business in the first place is to bring it full circle? Well, I think that's always a risk in business is that you will train someone so well that they will want to do that. But, um, you know, if you want to be successful and have a large business, you're always going to have people leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to keep the best people, though, treat them well. People are the basis of any business. you got to have the personal relationships. And if you're a jerk to your employees, they're going to leave. I'm gonna play that sound clip, sound clip back to you on a, you know, every six months or so. That'd be great. I'll load it up on my phone. Well, if you're starting a business, <laughs> he has no comment. If you're starting a business, I think you're you're gonna find here a ton of information that is gonna help you in the the, the initial stages of uh, of getting started. Everything from you know how to do the marketing. Um, Developing a plan for marketing. Uh, did I say that just twice? Yeah, you did. How to do the marketing, developing a plan for marketing, uh, dealing with taxes and accountants and lawyers, uh, and just building the team that's around you to have a successful entity. Hope you learned something here in the business of building something great. My name is Damani. You can follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani or you can follow Connor at diamondback.toolbelts and you can follow Diamondback on YouTube. Where else are we? Twitter, Facebook, Facebook. Instagram. We don't do the Twitter. We don't we don't really do the Twitter. Uh, and stay tuned for more episodes where obviously we're going to have so much more valuable information for you. We hope you enjoyed this one gentle listener and we'll see you next time. You've just been listening to the Biz Build podcast. I'm your host, Damani. Follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D-A-M-A-N-I. 
or follow Connor on Instagram at diamondback.coolbelts. You can also find more about Diamondback by visiting our YouTube page or Facebook page. Hope you enjoyed what you heard here today, and we look forward to you joining us again on our next episodes. Take care. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 